0: Death Note, but your face was kind of fun. Willem Dafoe as is that the killer. I mean, he demon? does kind of have is that. Is he the demon
1: Death Note? No? I don't know what this is. No. <laughs> you know,
2: so, he, so to be fair, he does already his face. Willem Dafoe's face is already that demon's face. Yeah. However, it's a Japanese demon, therefore, you know, this had American white male should not be playing said character. Don't get me started.
3: I've heard mixed reactions <laughs> about <laughs> the Death Note live action. I have actually two.
2: the only live action like film. That was made that I know people love in terms of from like anime manga is Bleach. That's the only one that people are like. Yeah, Bleach too. Mm. I've never seen it, but that's the one that I've never heard anyone. I heard bleach like, oh, was
3: pretty good, but like they did oh. use an all Japanese cast for that one, and right. they did film on a location in Italy, which fits See? the area of the Boom. show. Yeah, it does. But I heard that one was actually pretty good. Um, I heard the attack on Titan live action one is like like zero out of 10, don't watch. <laughs> and I've heard very mixed reviews about uh
0: Death Note. You know, this is actually inspiring me to inspire you oh, no. to revive Anime Hour.
2: Oh, I forgot about
0: that. Oh. Rich. Wait, is the
3: microphone going?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's going been going this whole time.
3: The whole time I've been writing Which I feel like growing. we're
0: mis, you know, misdirecting anyone listening by now, depending on... <laughs> they think we are doing right. an anime episode.
3: <laughs> 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 Everyone has <heard> it <laughs> <laughs> Dear listeners. <We> no <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I mean, we could actually start rolling a little bit, but we got to go around. We got to tell people what we're reading. Yeah. Playing. True. Listening okay. to. Yeah. Okay. What we're not. I don't know. What do you, be to start doing be that? you just All right, Carath Ungal. What are you
4: reading? Yes. <laughs> um Yes, yeah, so I literally a few hours ago just finished uh, Serpent Catch and then like in the next few days I'm probably going to start reading The Sparrow by Mary Adoria Russell as, su- yes! as suggested to me yes! by the Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, I actually picked up the sequel without knowing it was a sequel at our at our uh, book sale and oh, uh, it's nice. kind of a blind buy and then Aaron informed me I yelled
3: me that, at him it's a
1: sequel. I was like, oh, I was like don't read that one first. <laughs> okay. you gotta read the first one good Go looking out Aaron
4: nice. you're welcome no but uh, from from you know from her, her description it sounds like a space monk who it goes to amazing alien yeah. planet Yeah.
3: yes it is so. space it's a monk a Jesuit monk goes to space with a whole bunch of friends and meets some aliens to learn about a different culture and then comes back PTSD ah
0: as one does. Well, that.
3: And there's a whole lot in there that I could go on about, but that's your general, like, without spoiling anything, that's part of the plot.
2: That is very new way of science fiction. <laughs> all over it.
3: It's, it's really good, actually. I read it, believe it or not, for my Christian theology class.
2: Which I love even more.
3: And I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did when we had to read it and we did and I was like wow this is actually really good now I need the sequel so
2: wait so what are you reading?
3: what am I reading? yeah um, <laughs> and as I was talking about this I think in the group chat I don't remember the other day maybe um, in the spirit of the book being uh, quote unquote canc- a cancelled event I, ch- I checked this out before it became oh, a cancelled yes, event yes. I'm reading Forget the Alamo by um, Brian Burrow Chris Tomlinson and Jason Stanford which, for anyone who doesn't know or is not up on the current news trends... Or in the if you day. don't
2: live in Texas.
3: Yeah, uh, they were actually going... The book is basically about the history of the Alamo and why it's a lot more overrated than you might think. And how a lot of the stuff that's going on within the creation of the Alamo and the creation of Texas in general... He's a lot more convoluted than you might, like, realize. For example, you don't realize that the guy who basically created Texas... So, originally, Texas was part of Mexico. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mexico had a whole entire thing about people immigrating over to Texas... And there was, like, a limit to how many. And there was, like, an illegal immigration thing going on. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. It gets better. It gets better. We'll we'll
0: talk about it later, Anthony. (laughs) We can unpack that later.
3: I know. I'm holding it all in. So the guy originally immigrates over there, I believe, legally. And then he turns around. There's, like, a whole entire, like, weird convoluted, like, I don't remember everything off the top of my head, but I'm going from what I remember. He legally immigrates over there. But then he turns around, and he was starting To get people from like the southern stage over over next to them to like also come over, but like they couldn't because you know Mexico was like, No, thanks, we don't want you over here, and they were like, Well, lol, we're gonna cross the border and do it anyways, which sounds very familiar. America, (laughs) what it gets even worse when you realize that. It was either him or, like, one of the people who fought in the Alamo it was actually part of the illegal slave trade that was going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we have Texas seceding because of slavery, but at the same time they're also participating in illegal slavery, so you're sitting there just going, I need a drink <laughs> as you're reading this.
2: Wow. <laughs> and yeah. So
3: that's what I'm reading. And then I'm also playing Legend of Mana, which was a Square Enix game from the 90s, which got ported over to the Switch I and the that. PC. And I bought it so much because I love it. I bought it twice. Yeah. So,
2: okay, <laughs> I'm not going to start with what I'm reading because I'm going to piggyback off of what I'm playing. Yes! Ooh. I haven't played this game in what a decade, playing? maybe. And the first time I played it was when I was, like, 11 or 12, and my middle school teacher introduced it to me, which <gasps> I figured he knew what he was doing because both my brother and I were major ADHD. I'm still major ADHD, but... Anyway, the game is called Jazz Jackrabbit, jazz Jackrabbit 2. And yes! is this, What happens in Jazz
1: Jackrabbit
2: 1? It is this... I don't know. I haven't played that one yet. I will play it because I've just bought it. But it is this psychedelic, funkadelic game in which... like, It's, it's not really a Flash game, but it's like a 2D no, it's kind a 2D of platformer. platform game. Yes, it's a platformer. In which this <laughs> rabbit called Jazz Jackrabbit mm-hmm. is green and he has a little blue, like like, alien pistol thing. And he's got, like, a red bandana. Yeah, he's got a red bandana, <laughs> yeah. and he, like, you know, platforms around and does the kinds of things that you do in a Mario game, except it's very explicitly, like, he's shooting from a gun and you use mm-hmm. the space bar, so you're, like, spamming the space bar just to get anything. That- it is the most amazing game. He's fighting up against, like, giant turtles and a whole bunch of other alien creatures and, Fun you know, Fun fact, the game came and- out in 1998. It's a bizarro mm. game that I have seen. It so
3: much looks bizarro from these images. It is
2: really fun. And the special edition that I bought of Jazz Jackrabbit 2 has a playable female character.
3: Oh, Lori? So
2: I'm playing her. There's
3: also another character in there that you can play called Spaz. Spaz! I,
2: I hate Spaz. I don't like to play a Spaz, but my brother could play a Spaz, so we would do, we would, yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's a snapshot into my childhood that nobody needed. <laughs> what I am reading is a book called War Girls by Tochi Onyebuchi. I've never read anything by him before, although I've wanted to for a while. It is so good. It is this sci-fi story that basically posits, like, what if the Biafran War happened in, like, the 22nd century? And what if it was, like, Gundam in Nigeria? Mm. For any of you who know... You who told me about is. this. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, these... Adding like, that to my reading list? Yep, yeah, <laughs> bingo. See, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good so far. So, anyway.
1: I don't play video games, so I'm reading a book.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, that felt some
1: uh, Would you like to know what level of wordscapes on my phone that I'm on? <laughs> uh, my mom got me an ARC when I went home over the Fourth of July holiday to visit her. It is called Sisters in Arms. I believe the author is Kaya Alderson... It is based off of the actual real life, all black female battalion that was sent overseas during World Mm. War II, Mm -hmm. like the only, like black regiment in the war. Right. Very well researched. It's very placey. Like I do feel like I am there when I'm reading it, but I'm just not vibing with the main character. Like she seems very closed off. For even though reasons have been explained in the text, they do not feel all that plausible to me personally, at least. Mm. But of course, the name again. Sisters in Arms. But, of course, your mileage may vary. I believe it comes out in August, so we will have it soon, because I will still
2: purchase it for the library. Yes, ma'am. Far out. It's only 400 pages. That's not bad for a historical.
1: And I'm, like, 300-some-in.
2: <laughs> you know, it could be just because she's a debut author, and a lot of debut authors don't write character well.
0: Anyway... <laughs> What am I reading? My reading is a little um, spotty in the past few weeks. Like, I've just slowed down, which I'm enjoying it by listening to podcasts and stuff. But I am reading about four books right now. Um, I'm continuing reading The Tao of Wu by Riza, which little bits, at a like couple pages at a time. I'm enjoying it that way. Dandelion Wine, I'm slowly listening to. I just haven't been reading, listening to a lot, so hence the time frame. Uh, I'm picking up because I'm in a D&D mood. I picked up *Dragons of Autumn Twilight* by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, <laughs> published in 1984. It was probably the earliest fantasy series that I, fantasy series that I really fell in love with, and it's. I'm kind of like I, I told you that it's no Pulitzer Prize-winning material. It's not amazing literature, but as I'm reading it. It's been probably 15 years, maybe, since I've gone through the whole series. Mm. I do have a weird appreciation for it now. Like, it's better than I remember. Have you seen the adaptation? Um, Which, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, 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 It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'm about 20 pages into Codename Verity by Elizabeth Lime. Thank you, Jen, for that recommendation. Um, (laughs) Full review will take a little while, just because I'm at my pacing right now. But yeah. um,
1: I just want you to text me when you get to the
0: stuff. If I can't finish like if it gets to a point where I have to like put it down for a, a month, be like, I'm not emotionally ready. Cause I'm How was it? It stole your lunch money, took you out back, and shot you like a dog, uh-huh. and stole your lunch money again or something? I, mm-hmm. I can't remember how you said it, but I, I'm
1: And I've already reread it.
0: You tortured soul. <laughs> so I'm obsessed. Little hits and pieces, dear listeners, of what we're going to talk about today. From page to silver screen. Adaptations of books. Movie adaptations. And I do want to, because you hinted on to something, I do have to bring it up. I'm an avid Dragonlance fan, so I'm trying to think 10, 12 years ago when I realized that they were making an animated film... For Dragonlance, Dragons of Autumn Twilight specifically. Wait, oh, another one? No, this is... It was maybe like 10, 15 years ago, but... No, they when I s- made one in the early 90s. Maybe it was that... Like, I don't know. I feel like it was in the 2000s. Tw- There's
3: a 2008
0: 2008? <clears throat> what? But when I read that Kiefer Sutherland was the voice of one of my favorite wizard characters from the series Rastlin Majir, I'm like oh it's on I love and there are people other people Saturn. like Michelle Trachtenberg voiced one of my other uh, beloved character from the book but then I finally like I'm trying to think how I even found it because it was so poorly panned by critics and producers that they didn't even release really, it was straight to DVD got it on Netflix at the time <sighs> by talking about it I can't double down and say it never existed <laughs> Okay. That was one of the most atrocious film adaptations, animated, live action, or otherwise, of any book. That- like, as an adaptation or as a
2: movie? I that is a fair criticism. Because I haven't read the book, but the reason that I okay. thought that the movie was from the early 90s is because it has that look of an early 90s animated film yeah and i'm obsessed with it because i that's what i grew up with so i was like oh this is just x-men the animated series but with dragons got it and i latched on and like no that's you know, fair that's fair i it, also really I, I definitely read the book because it's unreadable but that's just my opinion fun
3: fact there's two dragon dungeons and dragons movies oh yeah oh, maybe it's, is it yeah there's literally two movies titled dungeons and dragons but they're both live action
2: Yeah. So that. Okay. Anyway.
0: But it was. It was definitely like the the (laughs) voice performances. I thought were really weak. The animation, even if you stack it up next to early '90s, late '80s animation, it was bad. I mean, there was. It was objectively horrible. I mean, the the animated Hobbit. Hobbit
1: Okay. Have recently have either seen this.
0: The Animated Hobbit, okay,
2: speaking of, thank you, speaking of adaptations, thou shalt not, thou wilt not ever come for the Animated Hobbit. Everything from stem to stern, including all those cheesy folk songs is perfect. Boo, Bo Baggins. It's like that's not one of them. Wasn't that sung by Leonard Nimoy? No, get no, that, out that, of that, here. That, that, that's a different. No, thing. that is not. No, that is trash. Whatever that is. <laughs> right. It no. exists. Oh. Yes. The Rankin Bass animated Hobbit. Grant, Grant, take it away from
4: me because I'm just. No, I mean, yeah, oh. it's. Uh, if we're talking about the same one, it's yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's Ralph Bakshi directed. Um, it has. Really, oh, he really did the Lord of the Rings one. one. Oh, oh, shoot. Yeah, I'm, which I, is also, I, I mixed them up. Which which really really good. The Lord of the Rings one is really good. It is. And is that where your shirt comes from? Is that like. No, this is actually a band called Cirith Ungol. I love it. They got the name from the book. I
2: like. love it. So, here's something to know about the Ralph Bakshmi, Baksh, Bakshi? I think Bakshi. Bakshi, okay. I could be wrong. Adaptation. So, he did what Peter Jackson couldn't do because Peter Jackson wasn't there first. He was like, I want to film the unfilmable, which is, I want to make a Lord of the Rings adaptation. Tolkien and his family said no. Ralph did it anyway and was like sue me because that's Ralph Bachchi. He in also a did the Did he do the Hobbit one? He did both of them. I love that he directed that one too. Okay, anyway. Um so the the cool thing about Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings is that he only did the first two books and it ends where the two towers ends. So you don't know if Sauron wins or this which Is one beep of a cliffhanger (laughs) for a child. And then Rankin Bass was like, hey, this Ralph Bakshi guy, like, this is cool. So they came out with Return of the King like a decade later. And it's such a weird, trippy, like, way to finish that trilogy. But it also is literally the only way to finish that trilogy. Like, there's a song called Frodo of the Nine Fingers. so disturbing because they're talking about like it's basically the way they introduce like frodo's at a party and he's like hey one of his grandchildren or something is like why do you have nine fingers and this guy comes in and he's like i'm here to sing a song for you about frodo the nine fingers <laughs> it's, it's hysterical. it's wonderful sam gets this great song about how he should Take the ring from Frodo um, right. and become Samwise the Strong. Like, oh, it's so good. But also, Peter Jackson stole a lot of imagery from that Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like
4: the uh, the scene in Bree when they're sleeping in the beds, and then the, that's yeah, that's a direct pull. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Uh,
4: do we need to get into Lord of the Rings as an adaptation? Eventually. We will definitely I mean, talk about it.
0: Which, really quickly, <laughs> I, I thought it'd be kind of nice if we go around. Do we want to start with subjectively bad or good? We go around the room. Someone offers up. Okay, Jen, I, mean, I know you're going to pick Artemis Fowler, or Percy Jackson as your beautiful preferred beloved adaptation. Are
1: you calling I, me out? I will go <laughs> over this
0: table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text Jen right now and tell she's her
0: she's climbing you. over <laughs> the <laughs> mic. really. Okay, what was wrong with Jen, Percy Jackson? Jen, I no. might, okay. I might join you for the, <laughs> the Percy Jackson one. Yes. Okay, the Percy
1: Jackson one is actually it's a halfway decent movie. As a movie itself, it's not bad. Sure. As an adaptation, it absolutely mangles half of the major plot points that are actually important to the whole overarching series. That would work if they filmed it right? Yeah, that if they had just done it right, there was nothing unfilmable about them. Sorry. But literally, literally, book one of Percy Jackson, we open on 12-year-old Percy. And Percy is told, once he finds out that he is a son of Poseidon, that there is a prophecy about a half-blood yep. of the eldest gods, a.k.a. Yep. Zeus, Poseidon, or Eight. Hades. Mm. That when one of those kids turns 16, the world's gonna end. The movie opens and Percy's 16! You Hello? can't see me flinging out my hands. Okay, but
2: to be completely honest, <coughs> I let that go as soon as I saw Perks of Being a Wallflower adaptation okay. because Logan Lerman is God.
1: No, yes, the problem... <laughs> the problem is not Logan Lerman either, necessarily. But, like, you can't age up the
3: prophecy at all? Yeah, right. To be like 18 instead? Like, did they even include the prophecy mm -hmm. in the movie? Like, I don't even remember. Very briefly, but not really.
2: Which is funny because, like, okay, one Christopher Columbus did this movie, right? So he's already like the Harry Potter guy at this point. Also, yeah. War of the Rings has happened. How is it that we don't have a prophecy montage? Like, <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah,
1: like, I don't know how <laughs> you goof up so badly. Like, the one, like, basic plot point that you truly need to have. If you even want this to be a five-movie series. Which
5: it ended like, up it
1: not being have, because it was that bad. Yeah, because... Movie 2, I don't even remember because of how bad it was. Wa- I didn't watch it. Dear God in heaven. It's somewhere, somehow. I don't remember much yeah. of it. It was a fever dream. Like, I'm so happy and that Uncle Rick is on board. Restrain Jen so she can't adaptation. run out of the
2: room. Oh, yeah, he's doing it. That's right. With Disney, right? Yes, it's yeah. with
1: Disney Plus. But he's actually Uncle Rick involved. Is actually in involved. Time. Thank God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he learned his lesson. <laughs>
1: Yeah, really? No, literally
2: no, like, literally. He, yes, no, he said that. Yeah. He said that, um, yeah, in the Talking Volumes interview with um, Minnesota Public Radio Lady Carrie, whatever her name is. I'm going to restrain what I'm thinking right now um, about her. <laughs> anyway, Rick was like, yeah, when you sell things to Hollywood, nobody tells you what that's going to be like. And that was not fun. So I learned my lesson. If we ever have to do it again, it's not going to be the same. So, anyway. Yeah.
1: And similar problem with the Artemis Fowl movie, where again they just bungled like one central, like defining character trait kind of thing. Mm. So like, I don't know how you expect your movie to be good if you can't even get the characters right. I'm also looking at you, Shadowhunters. The people I show. was literally
5: yeah! going to come there. <laughs>
2: Thank you. I was like, so is this the point where you log it to me? And I just talk smack about the actually good City of Bones movie that so is a horrible adaptation. Like as an adaptation. If you go in thinking, I don't want to see this as an adaptation, I just want to enjoy these characters visually, watch it.
1: You can do that with Shadowrunners, the TV show. It's so
2: too. much fun, and there's some cool, like, chemistry between... I don't like their vision for Jay's, but then I see him in a scene with Clary, and I'm like... You know what? Okay. I, I, the I see... name of him already. Yeah, because he's a horrible Jace. He should never be in big me, cast of no, Jamie Campbell
1: Bower, right? Yeah, Jamie
2: it? Campbell Bower, who God. I love dearly, <laughs> but I he is not Jace. From
1: Todd. Right. All I remember as is him is I, Wendell
2: I, As Right, exactly. Like, he should, <laughs> <Gaius> nev- <laughs> oh God.
0: He should never be
2: Jace, <laughs> no. ever.
0: But... Given the when, laughter between these two, like, I don't think he should be anything. Like.
2: I mean, honestly...
0: <laughs> yeah, there's
2: there's reason there's there's space to debate that. Um, anyway, he looks great on screen, so I can see why they wanted to cast him. And he was the kind of ca- he was the kind of actor at that point in time, like Alex Pettifer, where they were trying to figure out where do we put these people.
1: Yeah, like they really wanted him to be like a next big thing kind of dude, and he just never could. Nope.
2: he never could because you cast him as like Cassandra Clare's Edward, basically. Yeah, and we all know that Jamie Campbell Bower can't be Edward so why would you do that to Jay's? But then you watch him in, in that scene with Clary, in all the scenes with Clary, and I'm just like, this scene was not in the book, this scene was not in the book, oh, my chair is wet, The scene was not in the book. <laughs> like, it's so good! But it's so, I don't understand. A musician, <laughs> but, but
1: like... But and Dom Sherwood had great chemistry in the TV show. That's
2: true, too. but they're both horrible adaptations. Like, they literally looked at these books that are chock full of nothing but plot. Like, Cassie stuffs those books, and they're already, like, the they're size all 700
1: of it. pages yeah. long. So they're all
2: bricks and she shoves them full of plot and these film adaptation people are just like and we're throwing out all the plot them? and making it up <laughs> as we go. Yes.
1: Like we've taken the characters and most of the setting and we vaguely realize that it's about demon fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's all we got. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes, <laughs> but they made they made
0: Alec and Magnus gay so I'm fine. So it was a good movie, uh, but it was a good movie, but a bad adaptation. Yes,
2: it was a great movie, but a bad huh. adaptation. was a horrible adaptation. Literally, you just the gave one me PTSD the... from season one of Shadowhunters. I'm Rangers. sorry, I know. Yeah, same. But the like the best thing about that movie was a scene that they completely invented. Like it did not exist in the book at all, and I still love that scene. I was like, wow, that's amazing. How could they do that? This is unfair. So you know,
0: all right. And well, you we got eat. beef? What kind of beef you got? Um, or praise? You have praise. I feel like someone's well, got to have praise eventually. Well, I
3: mean, you literally listened to me before we even started recording me ranting about the Resident Evil series for a bit there. Um,
2: oh, like the movies so, as opposed to the game series?
3: So the game series started out, it was 1996, yeah. context-wise. Um, great game series, like... The lore that you're getting from the series as you're reading like all the note pages that you get along the way, you're really getting a really good storyline from all of this. And then they turn around, and in 97, they asked Steve Perry to write novelizations of the book, of the games. But he didn't write them. His daughter did. Okay, is
1: there a Steve Perry who's not the lead singer of Journey?
2: Yes, there's an author. author. Steve Perry, you said? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That, I only know
3: one <laughs> Steve Perry, guys. Um, they asked, <laughs> so she wrote novelizations. They were actually pretty good. They were very, like, faithful, like, game to, like, book
2: adaptations. American, yeah, American
0: television writer. He's he's done stuff with, uh, mm-hmm. oh, wow, uh, The Man Who Never Missed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, sent some aliens out of, t- you know what? Yep. And the, Yeah, on. Wait.
3: So he's, oh. he's done some oh, stuff. Okay.
2: With Michael Reeves, yeah. Yes, has right. done Shadows some... Shadows of the
0: Empire. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, he's done some good stuff. He had his daughter write the adaptations, though. So S.D. Perry is the one who writes all the Resident Evil novelizations. All of those are actually pretty good, like, yeah. game-to-paper adaptations. Then they turn around and, like, I don't even know what year these movies came out, but, like, at one point, we have the live-action movies that have come out. Mm-hmm. And... My only problem is like the director, I believe. His wife is the main actress.
2: Mila
4: Jovovich? Yeah. Really?
3: I believe so if you Google it real quick, I believe he's the director of those movies was I think he is. Yeah. So
0: But we you have know, that... I really did like her on that note. She's until good. she started being in like the 50 Resident Evil films. Like, right. We're never gonna... We could, like, produce, like, a weekly podcast, but we're never gonna hit the number of Resident Evil films that you You're
2: really up. not. Okay, first of all, there are only, like, seven of them. But Second that's there of were all, s- all, the one in 2016 games. was called The Final Chapter. And third of all, y'all are not gonna come for one of my favorite movie franchises like no, that. No, 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 no,
3: no, no. Listen, listen. I'm listen. just saying. Like, as a movie franchise, like, standalone, it's great. Amen. But, like, as... Person who came as like the video game fan first. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a lot that's in there that like just cringy. As... They miss a lot of like the good characters that like come yeah. in. Oh. Like, like yes, like I believe in like two or three. Oh, two
0: is Crash. No, but go like
3: there. in those we have like I, we have I liked Jill. It,
0: but I stopped watching it. You
3: the have second like Jill come in, and then you have like Carlos come in, and like Chris come in, but they don't get to do all that much. But then you remember. They're the main characters (laughs) of the series in the first place, and we're going to just gloss over the fact that they're here, and you're all of a sudden in this underground laboratory, and you're just like, we don't get there yet. We literally don't get to the underground laboratory until, like, the very end. And it's, like, of the games. Like, you get in the underground laboratory stuff. So all the underground lab stuff, depending on which game you go in, you only get there for the second half. Because that's where you get really, like, creeped out. And that's where Wesker comes in, pops in for, like, five seconds says, Hey, how's it going? And then leaves. So you only get to fight the bad guy who, whatever what it is for whichever game you're playing, it can be The Tyrant, Mr. X, Nemesis, whichever one that you're going on for that hot second.
2: Yeah.
3: But at the same time, we have the live action. You also have the animated adaptations going on at the same time. There are
2: animated Resident Evil movies. Which I heard is pretty good.
3: There's, um... I don't know. I don't know. We might have to know over top of this, but there's uh, <clears throat> Damnation that's one of them. There's another one that's like uh, Destination. There's like a... <laughs> there's one the that just... Determination. Des- <laughs> <laughs> there's one that actually just came out.
2: Administration?
1: Destination, <laughs> Deliberation, Trust. Determination. Name that reference. <laughs> that's Harry Potter.
2: Oh, That's ABPM?
4: No,
1: that's, that's the Apparition. Apparition. <laughs> What? what? That's the spell when for apparition. There are apparition lessons. Really? Yeah. Yes. The dude tells you destination, deliberation, determination.
2: Yes. Snake, right? Snape no. Snape. Snape. No, whatever dude from the ministry History. comes in and teaches apparition. No, I thought Snake was the one that teaches no. apparition nope. in their class. In the, no. the sixth one, right? Huh? No. Because he's the teacher. No, that's defense against the dark arts. Exact. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
3: You have the animated ones going on. <laughs> and up. they're completely, like, separate from each other. Yeah. Like, they're doing completely separate things. And so as a fan, you're watching this going, this is all great content. I love it. But there's no overarching, like, cohesiveness to what's happening. Oh. And you're just, like, really annoyed the whole time. And now they're coming up with the Netflix version of the show.
2: I can't.
3: <laughs> and... There's, like, a big, giant, like, oh, hoopla right. yeah, over the I casting, because yeah, the guy yeah, who's yeah. playing Wesker isn't, you know, white, but, like, I really don't care as long as he's fantastic <laughs> as Wesker, and has the red eye color in his contacts, I literally don't care. So she's, That's not gonna come natural, so, uh... <laughs> no, no, he has to have the contacts in, but he has to have the red eyes at some point.
0: Can we get, like, uh, two versions of the movie, like, the main movie, that or the the main version we want to see, but the 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 mirror image where it's all distinctly intentionally bad voice acting <laughs> to mirror the original PlayStation release of like, I would go through, that. dig out the PlayStation version of resident evil, which phenomenal game
3: really is. Just,
0: but in it, the very few games at that point, have ever made me scream except for Kool-Aid man on the Intellivision. We won't talk about that. <gasps> oh, yes. I'm having nightmares just <laughs> thinking about <laughs> it. getting get sweats. <laughs> um, Wow. Kool-Aid Man, yes. Well, I'll um, show it to you later. OK. But they, yeah, they're, like, legitimately, it just made me jump a few times. But then the the dialogue started. And yeah. I want to see that. Like, I mean, some of the films argue like, they I'm had that dialog i I'm
3: not as scared not the of way. the Resident Evil live action movies as I was at the game.
2: Yeah, no, like, the movies are not scary. No, they like, were just action, yeah, like, leather-clad. But, like,
3: as yeah. a survival horror fan of, like, games, like, I would like to see those in my live action. I would like somebody to do a Blair Witch Project but Resident Evil version, where you put a GoPro on someone and we chase them around the whole time. Oh, I can see that. You need that survival horror instinct as you're watching the movies. And I'm just like, mm, I could fight all day about that one and about Tokyo Ghoul, but I'm not gonna touch that one, so. Grant. Grant, roast something. <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> oh. um, or praise something, I don't know. Oh, surprise oh, us. Oh. There's also gonna... the possibility, what would you like to see?
0: Let's yeah, finish roasting I was, I was and
4: then go back okay. around. Oh. Yeah, okay, so roasting, uh, <laughs> the big one that comes to my mind is David Lynch's Dune. Okay. Um, which, <laughs> which hurts my very soul because David Lynch is my hero. Yeah, he's amazing. But, I'm yeah. so
1: sorry.
4: Um, yeah, There. I mean, people have been trying to faithfully adapt Dune since it came out. Um, I think... <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the with the TV series on sci-fi that was not oh I good. heard that was pretty awesome. Are you talking uh, about
3: the movie with Timothy Cauliflower in it? <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? Yes, Matingo?
2: that
4: comes out in a few months. It does. Oh, I'm so yeah, I can't finally. wait. And I I'm keeping my hopes checked for that. We Benedict Cumberbatch. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. No, I, I'm keeping my hopes leveled for uh, the new version. But yeah. Um, uh, I just don't think with the uh, the. So many things were here's my philosophy with adaptations. I think whatever works for the film, it's a different medium. It's some things work better on screen than they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the page. Yep. I, whatever needs to be changed, change it. Let you'll you'll always have the book. Let the yes. movie be its own thing. Yeah. And the, the Dune film is very much its own thing. Or good. Um <laughs> and I, I, in fact I feel like First of all, I don't think David Lynch was the right guy for the job. He's more of an avant-garde type guy anyways, and he's he probably it for the paycheck, but... Mm, sure. Um, baby needs a new pair of shoes. Baby, need, baby needs a new pair of um, But things are... They, they, they tried to insert like inner monologues, because so much of the action in doing is in inner monologues oh, of right. the characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, often either it's just so out of context it's ripped from the books, but without the needed context to even really get a full picture of the world, it it just really doesn't work. Or it's just boring. So,
2: I think that is one of the reasons that film adaptations have been so tricky throughout the history of film adaptation, is if you're adapting from a book, books operate entirely differently than movies in Mm -hmm. terms of narrative. It's all about internal dialogue. It's all about what's going on inside of the characters' heads and how they experience things inside of their body. It is not that way with film at all. It's all visual, all spectacle. So that, you know, the meadow scene in Twilight doesn't make any sense if you don't actually have Edward sparkling. Like, like you have to match the visual cues that you've been given by this internal monologue inside this girl's head, and she's telling you it's the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. Therefore, if it's not the most beautiful thing we've ever seen convincingly, then it's stupid. (laughs) Like, I mean,
0: And they try to capture it a little bit, like, okay, Edward, look smoldering. Intensity, yes. Oh, uh, Bella, um, look terrified but turned on at the same time. Yeah, and it just didn't work. But by contrast,
2: Bella's terrified during vampire baseball but the way in which they capture the coolness of vampire baseball and then juxtapose that with the terror of like the vampires that we know are the villains just gliding into the scene. They don't walk. They literally glide on smoke into the scene and you're like (laughs) <laughs> what is going on here? That was the coolest thing I've seen in also, that about,
1: Can anybody ever listen to Supermassive Black Hole now and not think about Vampire things? No! Face? It's like, like that is that. Those are attached. So listen,
4: guys, good. I was <laughs> listening to Supermassive Black Hole <laughs> <before you laughs> know.
1: Of
2: course
4: you <laughs> were.
1: Some of us really have bubblegum pop kind of taste and didn't know what that song was before I we saw it. Like I gaslighted Grant.
2: i was like, he, he came in, he was like, first of all. I mean, all- I was ready to
1: gaslight all of you guys at Do the it. beginning of this. Do it. Do heard it. heard really good things about that live action Avatar movie. Uh,
0: oh, Oh, no. the one that James Cameron made with the, the blue-skinned aliens? Yeah, yeah.
4: It's like- that was, our, that was actually a
0: legit pretty good yeah. film. It was basically Dances with Wolves, which is another like, <laughs> well, okay, first of
2: all, here's what you need to understand about the blue people movie. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron. James Cameron literally looked at American history and was like, "How can I tell the strangest, most effed up version of what we did to Indigenous peoples?" Isn't this just
3: basically Pocahontas, but like it's basically
2: Pocahontas in space? And yet, somehow, he still made a white savior narrative. I'm like, bro. Really, you took a disabled white marine and was like, insert this into a blue person's body and it's still
0: going to be a white savior narrative. Okay, cool. I mean, can we at least be a little bit more you know blue savior? I mean?
2: No the blue people weren't the saviors. That's my point. It's, no. So there's that trash. Now let's talk about M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> shyamalan ding dong Yes. He that man. I'm sorry. Um, okay, but, no, and it's no, 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 because no. of Avatar that I cannot okay. stand him. He That's crossed nervous. the line. Because yeah. I went to see Avatar with my brother, who is a huge Avatar The Last Airbender fan, and my cousin, long before I was like, why are they so invested in fantasy? What? So I went to go see this movie because I was like, alright, I want to get an introduction. I was
0: too old for cartoons or whatever. I know I was 19. Sense. I was watching Rand I thought it was edgy. Um, Which is interesting because it's like a cartoon adaptation, like, so it's not quite, you know, page to screen, but No, but it's an adaptation. He, he deserves a roasting for that.
2: He deserves illegal harm done to his personhood
0: for that <laughs> trash. Okay, I just In case something were to happen to M. Night, Shyamalan, Ding Dong overnight, (laughs) he was not at the movies with me the whole time, (laughs) I'm throwing him under the bus because he still makes some good movies occasionally. Okay, but the point
2: is that that movie is a train wreck from Sim to Stern, but I didn't know it because I was like, hey, what's the big deal? Why is everybody so mad about this? I haven't seen it. Fast forward to three years later in 2014 when I actually sat down and watched the series and I was like, wait a minute, that... Came from the. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Visually, there were a few things that I thought were. Don't you say it. That's Don't say that's it. That's this is. This the is. The fire looked kind of. Neat. Okay. See, this is how. You know, there's a saying in the black community: they got the the taste left out their mouth. This is how that happens. Don't <laughs> you, ever. You know,
3: you this this <laughs> sounds, this <laughs> sounds <laughs> exactly like every single Tokyo Ghoul manga fan watching the anime, which. All I have to say is
2: two words to you: Uncle Iroh,
0: Period.
3: Oh, ouch.
0: Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Thank you.
3: Has anyone ever seen the Final oh, Fantasy film? I'm sorry?
0: <laughs> the firebending still yeah, looked kind uh, of... I saw that. Okay. Does what anybody
3: the 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 like the an adaptation? adaptation? The Spirit's Within.
0: Wait. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw one to you, Anthony, that okay. we talked about already. I think we talked about it today. We talked about it like previous, you know, many occasions. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Watchmen. Oh, the first... Yeah, the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Yeah. I um, pretty, yeah, I. Think I read it I don't know how many years ago I read it and I loved it but like to get an on-screen adaptation where I walked away from and was like that was really slick and like I kind of even in trailers some of the costumes were kind of of their era playing on like some of the x-men movies and the heavy-duty leather plastic looking whatever but I mean just like from stem it just it just Mm, start it, to finish It was a beautiful thing And even the one big Ending change Which really kind of Worked better in film anyway Agreed completely. With this squid Yeah completely Yeah
4: yeah, It was so much
0: better Whatever You can like it or hate it In the comments <laughs> But I like that they changed it <laughs> for for I'm
4: pro squid But yeah. I, I like both endings
2: Yeah um, So the thing about Watchmen at The adaptation yeah. The film adaptation That I think I love the most Is that If you were the person And I was Who went to see all of those X-Men movies, you went to see all of the Spider-Man movies, you went to see all of Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, and you went to see Iron Man. When you went to see Watchmen, that was the first time that you began to realize that superhero movies were changing. Iron Man is the one that People look back on and they're like, "It was the one that changed the game," and it's like, but it "No, was originally that it did was
3: Watchmen." It was Watchmen
2: because Iron Man. So Iron Man comes out in two thousand eight, and it's a great movie. It's a classic. It does everything it's supposed to do exactly mm-hmm. as it's yeah. supposed to do. It. God bless John Favreau. However, <laughs> it wasn't exceptional for its time. It was like, "Oh, okay, cool. This is another good superhero movie. Awesome. Keep keep those coming."
0: I'm waiting Watchmen, for like of fanboys to like kick open the doors over there
3: and
2: like one four take three. East
3: mommy. I have... <laughs>
0: A very large peach shaped <laughs> object that they can mac
2: on all day because I'm right. Oh my. So, is it like a pillow or something? It's a yeah. pillow. It's a okay. pillow, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, 2008, you know, that happens, whatever. You go to see Watchmen, and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong, but you go to see Watchmen and suddenly you're like, oh, superhero movies can be great now? I want more.
0: I want more, and then Captain America, to, and then Thor, and then just to suddenly. end that a little bit, like when you said great superhero movies can be great movies like that, that exactly was, they can be exactly because a, yeah. a movie can be great but is it a great movie that's my point and that is, was yeah, yeah. it was i just, just wanted for the people listening i feel like, like that's a yeah. whole other
3: debate because
0: i hadn't yeah,
2: even I, I hadn't read i i read watchman like maybe two years after that and then i was like oh wow that really was a great adaptation but like as a great film that i had not read the source material for i was like oh so superhero movies can be great movies now awesome
4: if I may jump in briefly, just because yep, Watchmen is kind yeah. of my favorite thing ever. Yes. What, what, it's, in the, it's like it's in like my top three things ever. But um <laughs> what,
0: what, I uh, have by the, top the way, two. can I can I um, throw our adult and teen services librarian under the bus by saying, where is the Watchmen in our collection? Where is the Watchmen? We have Watchmen.
1: The movie or the graphic novel? The graphic we, novel. We have
0: a movie, not the. We, we don't have, have the, the graphic novel. novel? We have. I thought
1: we, we did have one. We did. It still in it. We had the graphic novel. novel? Movie, the. We, we had the, the graphic novel. processed it at some point.
2: Yeah, we had... We I had haven't seen it in a while.
1: Bring your receipts,
3: Andy! <laughs> <laughs> I, pro- I remember vividly processing a Watchmen
2: novel. Oh, okay,
4: okay, so what I was going to... I, I'll just put in my, my two cents about the adaptation. I think I'm very conflicted about the Watchmen adaptation because... <laughs> oh. On one end, there's a lot to like in the movie, and sure. I feel a lot of what is to like about the movie is directly taken from... The graphic novel, especially like Doctor Manhattan's origin, Backflash mm-hmm. story—that's mm-hmm. that's the best part of the book, and it's the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it so slavishly follows the graphic novel; it feels like you're watching, like a, I don't know, like a like 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 a big chess game where the where the the, the, the you know they're just moving the they're, okay. they're going through the motions. Like it feels very static and. But some, some and generally people were very ca- very well cast. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Jackie Earl or H- or Haley as Rorschach is, he is Rorschach. He was born to play Rorschach. Um, but I just feel like the guy who played
2: Rolf and Phantom shows up and is like beasting out as Owl of was like, Mal Man. I was like, yes! It's, it's so good. Sorry. No Wait, Technicality, uh, but Night Owl. Night Owl, that's yeah. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always called him Owl Man and I haven't stopped no since. <laughs>
4: no, and there's a lot to like about the movie. I just feel like. <laughs> That's a, this, this is a case where they could have taken some leeway. I feel like this is a problem with a lot of Zack Snyder's movies. Oh. Well, 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 more so, like, with 300, is basically the graphic novel, literally frame to frame. put to 300
2: suit. is trash! Which, it's, it's, it's
4: fun. Watchmen, and my biggest complaint with the movie, I'm, I'm almost done, I Ooh, good, no, no! And no. I, I'm sure I talked about this on episode two or whatever. Yes, you did. But, yeah. um, Watchmen is an anti-superhero book. Yeah. Alan yes. Moore stated this. It Investigates the idea It questions Is the idea Of superheroes And you know uh, Inflicting their will Upon the populace For the greater good Is that inherently Fascistic Or Mm -hmm. is it You know Is there a the movie really doesn't do that. It makes the violence look cool. It fetishizes it, how Zack Snyder kind of always does. I, I feel that. I actually, feel that Actually,
2: mm-hmm. I have heard
4: that complaint ever since that
2: movie came out, and I have literally got into big fights with people because I completely disagreed. Okay. Only because... And I, I'm not here are to we, Are it we looks, about to watch was, Anthony think, and Granite are down? I I always, listen, do listen, I, do listen, I need I to mean, get only, off
3: the couch? I only yes. say that. I only
2: say that because... It was evident to me then, but it is far more evident now after. If you watch... If you watch Infinity War and Endgame, you want to talk about fetishizing violence, like, it looks cool to want to fight Thanos. Like, you're rooting for the murder of a murderer. And it's like, look, okay, I get it. That's what the whole setup of superhero stuff, right? But there's no no nuance there. Whereas the Watchmen film at least... Waded yeah. into the nuance. It didn't no, I succeed on the level of the book, but I think
4: that's just a book film problem. Yeah, and this could be. Yeah, I read the book before I watched the movie, so maybe oh, yeah. it's, that's you know. Okay. I would like to oh,
1: unpack the fair. idea that superheroes aren't allowed to kill objectively. Bad people, but that's a different
3: podcast. And we're Can right we have out that other day?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's more complicated than that. Yes, I just
0: want the.
3: We're, we'll have a superhero we're podcast Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I, I mean,
0: they kind of address certain things within the movie, the story itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, because when they vilified, or they, the law passed and they couldn't have superheroes anymore, like people Or the courts. Um. Well, no, and. Oh, uh, Watchmen. And we launched the Watchmen. Yeah. But they had we one government, government-sponsored um, superhero in the comedian area. Yeah, right. No, right. right. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah I, I agree with with Grant that it wasn't as poignant, maybe, but it's
4: present. No, it, it's it's there, but you really have to look for it. <laughs> so yeah, okay. It might be, but maybe. Yeah, I could see. Okay, yeah. I could see that.
5: Uh-huh.
4: I'll watch hey. the movie. I
2: have.
0: I, I, yeah. you, you should definitely hey. read it. And watching. by the way, I did search our catalog while we were talking. Yeah, we I don't didn't have Watchmen. It. We don't no. have Watchmen. I, we, I, but we did. We might have. Before any of
2: y'all worked here, including Jen, we had Watchmen, and I only know because Heidi was like, "There is one book
0: we are not going without, and that is Watchmen." So, I mean, at least we also have V for Vendetta. Yeah, because that's a, ooh. That's I a, haven't read that one yet. That's a solid adaptation. But was, I'm not going to say oh, it's okay. top
2: tier. I'm scared to read it because I love that movie so much. I it's love It's a pretty movie. good adaptation. Beaver,
0: yeah, that, okay, V for Death. Ugh, that movie. Which yes. I, I, you know, I don't want to get on the Alan Moore. Like, he hates anything that's not his original work, but he probably hates his original work, too, because he's such a weirdo. <laughs> Alan Moore, okay, he's a wizard thing. About, hey, I'm getting a spell
2: cast on. The thing about Alan Moore that I love is that he is willing to look at all of the adaptations and be like, they're trash. Yeah. And he's not wrong, because generally, adaptations... Are trash it's very rare for you to get someone like Neil Gaiman who is like if I've written it change it yeah because you're making a movie and I am not so I can write a line that says they sailed on a on a ship in the air but you have to actually build a ship and convince people that it's flying I wrote a sentence you have to build a ship I get it.
3: <laughs> you I, know. I have to so. gaslight Andy because he said he was going to talk about Game of Thrones for a hot second. Oh, no. Oh, we can't God. do that. Yeah, we are so. That's, we that. don't have the time we don't have for no, that. No, no, no. In throw. relation to our smack, or one of our two smacks, because I have
0: two of them. Can we do a Game of Thrones related do we, one? Do we really quickly want to go around, like, just at least list off I, a, a good adaptation? Have two or ones adapted. that we want to be added to? Yeah, yeah, really or quickly. We got to. Go.
1: Okay, there are two adaptations that I actually did really enjoy when I watched them. To all the boys I loved before, mostly the first one. The rest of the trilogy was fine, but really the first one really captured like the energy of the book very well. Mm-hmm. And this may be controversial. Little Women, twenty nineteen. Amen. Hallelujah. I say That's it again. Little Praise 2019. Jesus. Oh, that sorry. was
2: a good one. Praise Jesus. I'm sorry. That movie is so.
1: Hallelujah.
2: That movie is so good.
1: And I really like what Greta Gerwig did structuring <laughs> it.
2: Yeah, that was brilliant. It was so good. Um, okay, so I would actually I can say this with strong conviction. The best adaptation I've ever seen in my life was The Fault in Our Stars. Period.
1: Ooh. That also was a good
2: because the one thing that they managed to do beautifully, there's a scene in which Gus and Hazel are in the house, the Anne Frank house.
3: Okay.
1: I know what scene you're talking about.
2: And which one of them gets sick in the house?
1: Hazel gets winded going up the stairs. Hazel
2: gets winded going up the stairs. You could never have told me that that actress is able bodied, never a day in your life having seen that scene because she played it and at the time, I was um, affianced to um, someone who had lupus, so I knew what that looked like yeah. because I had done it.
1: you'd been there.
2: been there and i 'm sitting there next to him watching that like in tears like. got it right so they really really sold me on the physicality of what these people's experience would be like in a book that is so internal Um, it's so good and also the perks perks of being a wallflower but the guy who wrote the book also directed and wrote the movie so can't be wrong in there
3: that works Um, go so uh, I'll originally state that at first I disliked the adaptation only because they didn't go to the second season Um, anime wise fruits basket
5: Oh! Um, it's
3: a very faithful adaptation mm-hmm. yeah. from the manga to the TV show slash cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but originally they only gave us one season. And the first season ends on book three. Now, please <laughs> note, in our library collection, we have all like 21 copies of the series. Yeah. So there's 21 volumes. They didn't finish the whole entire thing. They ended it on a cliffhanger. Well. But they... Didn't re-adaptate the rest of the whole entire series until, like, 2019. And so now there's a 2019 version where they're going through the rest of the series. Uh, And so now, originally, where I hated watching the series, because I was just like, I can just go read the manga and just feel more satisfied at the end of the day, especially with how deep and dark it actually eventually gets. Really? Have you read Fruits Basket? No! There's moments where it gets... Why now? There's moments where it gets a little bit deep, and there's some dark moments in there as well, especially when you actually get into the nitty-gritty of the whole entire thing, wait till, like, book ten or so, and everything's just gonna go... (laughs) But, um, now (laughs) that we have the rest of the series, and now it's going through the rest of the series, I feel a lot more comfortable, because Mm -hmm. it's actually faithfully adapting to what's going on. Um... I liked that one. I liked Orin High School Host Club for a bit. Oh, cool. Um, That one's a pretty good adaptation from manga to book. However, I really wish they would have just kept going, but they didn't. They only ended it on, like, book, again, book three of the manga instead for the cartoon adaptation. Only one season, and they haven't gone through the rest of it, but the rest of it's really, really, really good, and I'm so mad that they haven't. Isn't that just Um, how it goes? They do that with a lot of really good animes. They only adapt like once there's only like one season, but when you actually look at like the anime, the only ones that I've seen go through the whole entire thing is like Naruto, Bleach, Bleach. Fairy Tail, the right. ones that have really overarching storylines like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, but like the more shoujo romancy, rom-com styles or like Slice of Life styles just don't get the full adaptation that I wish they would.
4: Probably a budget thing.
3: It is. Grant.
4: I'm sorry for screaming every time you ask
3: me.
4: It's like the seventh time I've done that. It's but, a um, gag. I love hey, it. It's hey, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a. gag. If you don't do it, <laughs> I just feel like there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um. Good. Good adaptations. Um. No Country for Old Men comes to mind. Um, uh, he just goes for the heavy hitters. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh. It, it, that's like a scene-for-scene scene adaptation. Really? Which, pretty much. Pretty much. Which oh. was. I think I could be wrong. It was originally written as a screenplay. Oh, okay. And Cormac okay. McCarthy shopped it around, but nobody wanted to do it. So he, went, then he wrote. Then the book. So then, then they then <laughs> they adapted the book into a movie, and it won Best Picture.
3: And he was just like, "Here you go. I already wrote the screenplay." Exactly,
4: exactly. how Game of Thrones was born. Well, <laughs> and okay. uh, no, the books, but I mean, no, that's that, <laughs> I would put that in like a rarefied company of like perfect movies where. You can you can maybe pick out, like, one thing, but, like, what's the point? Like, it... it, it, it That's it, how I feel it, about The Lion King. Go okay. On. <laughs> no, 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 it, it, I love The Lion King. Right, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it, I like
3: Hamlet, too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it perfectly transfers over the, uh... Just the tense atmosphere of the book. Um, Anton Chigurh as a character. Mm-hmm. They maintain the... The really creepy mysteriousness of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and just all the acting was great and everything, but, uh... Yeah. What would you like to see adapted? Okay, so I haven't been able to rant about this book on the podcast yet. Oh, oh boy. Okay. I did a let in a, a minute about it. Um, Why
5: well, don't I have so, any popcorn?
4: Oh, so, Ill will by Dan Sean needs to be adapted into a film. What do you on, on Boo? Right
2: I thought about Please. it.
4: I thought about it. He um, well, needs to take advantage of the current true crime boom because, it, it, in a way, it. it Please it do. Listen, it's such a good book. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Um, you want your week ruined again in the worst, the exactly, best way possible. Yes. He again. retweeted that. I know when he re- I, that I'm
0: was saying, the first.
2: Tag him again. All I'm saying <laughs> is, if you write you a little screenplay and send him a little <clears> message on Twitter, <throat> you can maybe get your dreams. I, I I have
0: considered. Just remember, to I write to something. Okay, up, but do but it. Go ahead. open just your just famous.
4: Do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> Look at you,
0: plebeians. <laughs> I never knew you before. It's yes. yes. No, I'm just going to throw it out there really quick because I sometimes forget it until it pops in my head. A really wonderful adaptation, Cormac McCarthy's *The Road*. Yes, that's the yeah. other. I guess Cormac McCarthy like, just gets them all, don't he? Yeah, think? dang. I read it <laughs> and I thought it, it's She's so uniquely written. I mean, it's like it, divorced of like any kind of punctuation or oh, it, technically <laughs> correct writing, but it, it definitely works. It feels like there's a breakdown. Like that's the way I kind of picked up on it. Like there's a breakdown in the, the, this person's psyche or uh, educational, whatever. I don't know, but it, it worked well. And then you go to the movie, <laughs> and which I'm still getting anxious thinking about the scene where they leave Michael K. Williams' character. He, he, yes, he tried to rob them. Oh yeah, he, they leave they, him they naked there, yeah. on a trail. Like no, you tried to rob from us. We're leaving you without anything. And it's, and it's some- just like. <laughs> Like, the, the kid's crying, and the dad's like, no, we gotta go. Um, it's, oh. it's but like, what? yeah, there's some internal thought processes that you don't get in the movie. But I think the visual bleakness, mm. the stark, just
4: the, mm, that's, ha- that's hard
0: to do without It looks like audience. somebody put a
3: yeah. sepia filter over it when I was looking at the pictures.
4: The scene that does it for me is when they, they go into the abandoned house, and then they go get into the basement. <laughs> In the basement.
0: Oh, that no, is no, no, I won't spoil oh it, God. but it is horrifying. Oh God! It is horrifying. So
2: apparently not. I, well, I know. And like, we need to do a watch party. <laughs> Okay, so someone needs to go over in. with
0: uh, to Jen's and hold Jen while we do this watch party because she's already listen, curled listen, into a ball. Listen. Have a Lion King soundtrack and yes. movie and the the candy on standby. You need to have, be uplifted. This is not going to leave you happy.
3: Listen though, community room podcast watch party. where we just to watch all of the movies that we have.
0: Um, I
2: swear way too much while watching anything for that to actually be. We won't re- be recording. The process we'll
0: would just be because I would be, have to with but Yeah, I really don't.
5: I, when I <laughs> well, watched,
0: basically, it was like a 35-minute like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> now that Anthony's got it all up, I was like, and for the beep, 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 you know. But, know. So
1: we're not Mystery Science Theater 3000-ing?
2: No, you need to do that. Okay, all of you people out there who are listening to this, and then we're gonna Can do Can we
3: snack. even do that with the library? Eddie Murphy,
2: word? Eddie Murphy talking about black people going to movies is literally everything I've ever been in my entire life. You know, because he was like, I went to go see a movie with, with uh, you know, when there was a bunch of white people and, and they don't talk at all. They just sit there quietly and they watch the movie and they eat their popcorn and they're gone. <laughs> now I went to go see the same movie the next day with, you know, a bunch of black people. And we were screaming at the screens and we were
3: yelling and we were, get out of there, man, what's wrong? I'm
0: like, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what Listen it is. Though,
3: if we Space yeah. Theater 3000 it, we're watching Spaceballs. Okay.
0: Okay, we also, just really quickly, dear listeners, I hope everyone agrees here. I think from. Page to silver screen. The sequel will have to happen in the future because I feel like there are so many. We got more than enough guns. I was gonna say every single one of our episodes at this point has a sequel. Maybe we <laughs> know the stuff. We don't Wars. know how to
1: shut
3: up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron,
3: I have two. give us our
2: smack. I, I want have two Game of Thrones related one.
3: I have two, and you're in luck. One of them is a Game of Thrones oh, one. Man. It is the Lannister siblings go. Ah oh,
0: ah. Oh. Oh, wait wait team. hold on. Kill Cersei.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm um, completely serious. That is okay.
0: what's on. Okay, all on, right, you on, know what? Not Jamie, marry no, Tyrion. No, no, Reverse no. That. Wait, no.
2: Wait. I you marry Jamie Mary Yes, you, yes, no. yes. You marry Tyrion, <laughs> <Yeah>. period. <laughs> yes. You kill Jamie, period. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. wait what? And you what? save Cersei. No? Here's the
2: thing without Jamie Lannister, nothing in Game of Thrones works. The king is not killed. The Mad King is not is was the Mad King? Yeah, the Mad yeah. King is not Without Cersei, Cersei. No, no, no. Cersei's problem is that is Jamie, period. I need you, you marry Tyrion because, well, you know, no one's going to love him anyway. So kill he... Tyrion's the most intelligent character in the entire thing. He's going to fix whatever problems you have, yeah. including the Mad King, without killing him. He didn't fix
3: Daenerys that well, but
2: sure. That's because the show <laughs> ruined his character. They literally took a character whose who's <laughs> quote, favorite quote that we all love is, I read books and I know things, and they committed him to silence. <laughs>
0: Just for, for like, just for sake of just for sake what you're talking about now, Google later George Martin's latest comments on the TV show and how his book is, will end different. I don't care about George's. I mean, I think it's kind of cheap. You shouldn't it have is given it over. Cheap. You what? shouldn't have. So. Be, I don't.
3: George. Aaron, what's the other one? So shout out to Megan for putting Sorry. this in here. She also adds a little side note that this is an Anthony and Andy pick and it's not her fault. Uh oh. So, therefore, shout out to Megan for putting this in here anyways. I have Vader, yeah. Voldemort, and Hannibal Lecter. Who? And this is literally your picks. Your picks. So I'm...
2: You know how I feel about Anakin, so you marry Vader. So, Vader, Voldemort, Hannibal Lecter. Yes. You marry Vader, and then you sick Hannibal Lecter on Voldemort. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. I mean, we just kind not leave Hannibal. Alone. I would maybe even go for snog and Hannibal, because like, yes, you might get eaten alive in the middle of the night, but I feel like you're going to be treated to some finer things in life during your time spent with him.
4: That's why I think you should marry him, because
0: oh
5: because my god, rich! He's rich.
1: What is wrong with you know, imagine the dinner things. parties he
3: throws.
0: Yeah, can't yeah, yeah get, no, no.
1: you get like you're... some weird mouth fungus from eating people? Though, like, how do you explain that, Blisterine. doctor?
4: I don't know. I can't explain that. But I just feel like he read would. The book then, <laughs> I don't know.
1: He, <laughs> I
2: don't want to read the book.
4: You <laughs> would keep the relationship interesting with interesting conversations and stuff. That's but then again, yeah, then again. and then he like, dies, say, and say you say discover Vader. that he has
2: all these bodies that he's been eating over. Like or you would go in there knowing, that or thing. would you? I think so.
0: Made full transfer. Uh, does that change well, your answer? If you I was right. gonna say, no. if you go in knowing, why would you still do it? Still killed less people in the dark Like I feel like if he respects you. He's if he respects that is the rudest. Think about it this way. Ever. Also, think about it this way too. Like Hannibal Lecter has a sense of honor within him. <laughs> if you go into the books, he only truly ever goes after people that have wronged him. And now I'm and taking Vader it back a little bit. I'm gonna marry it. Hannibal.
2: <laughs> and Voldemort doesn't either? But, okay. Oh, first of all, all of Voldemort, Voldemort. nobody okay, yeah. first of all.
0: Did he ever did Hannibal no, Lecter no. ever hurt? <laughs> Clarice Starling. I don't know. What did Vader don't do? Care. I'm taking it back. I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll snog Vader one time, then he's gone. Vader handled of Locker, the he trash was... Jedi
2: Order as
0: well. you should have. Well,
2: but he also <laughs> choked out Padme. They were trash. Okay, that <laughs> it was... was George Lucas's fault. <laughs> um, and also trauma. Trauma does something. When you murder half the order, you kind of have trauma. I'm just saying. <clears throat>
0: You know how I feel about it's- Anakin, people. Don't get me started. That whole episode. That is my <laughs> boo. Can you imagine like the context changing if she were like, "Hi, Poppy," she's getting, you know? I was gonna say something, but I don't want that tape. <laughs> 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 well, I'm not recording it.
1: It could there, and so. will be used against me to prove a lie. Okay. All
5: right. All right.